running away from home. I slammed the front door on my cloak and had to ring the bell to be released. Perhaps I should have left it there and rushed on into the frozen morning regardless. Perhaps I should have known that no new stage in one's life is achieved without pain, humiliation and murder of one sort or another. But in my fury I did not consider this. That cloak was the first garment I had bought of my own choice, with my own money. It was, I felt, a declaration of independence, a property of the adult I wished to become. It had been the pretext for the most colossal row of all, and I was damned if I was going to leave it. Besides, I was itching for the last word. Bloody hell, I said, and rang the bell again. Every other window of Stanhope Square was curdled with ruched curtains. I had the feeling that a hundred eyes were watching. My mother's heels jabbed across the parquet inside. Oh, she said sweetly. I was hoping it might be the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm leaving, I informed her, whisking myself free. Really? She sounded bored. Where to? I left a note. Don't tell me. On the mantle? Yes, I admitted. But darling, said my mother with a malicious smile, I thought you despised conventions. This was a palpable hit. That's right, I said. Go ahead and sneer. It's your last chance. You may even find you miss me when I've gone. Where did you say you were off to? Guess. I wanted to see her squirm, at least in ignorance. My mother circumflected her eyebrows. I could see she thought I was trying it on. What made me even angrier was that, in the back of my mind, I had been hoping for some sort of last-minute reconciliation or apology so that I wouldn't have to leave, at least not like this. Italy, I told her. Tuscany, in fact. My dear, how charming! Revisiting our old haunts. If you'd said Balham or Birmingham now... I would still be away from you, you menopausal old bitch. We were both taken aback by my venom. My jaw began to ache with the effort not to burst into tears. My mother showed no such sign of weakness. Indeed, she was smiling her infuriating, superior little smile. This, I reminded myself, was the woman who gave me a book on Rubens, the painter I most loathe and despise, for Christmas. If you're going to go she said at last. You'd better hurry up. You may have time to lounge around all day, but I have better things to do. I don't suppose there's some chap in tow, is there? No, I thought not. That will relieve your father, even if I'd take it as a welcome sign of normality. We had both gone too far now. I stared at the hat stand in the hall, bristling like a domesticated Medusa, and said, You can think what you bloody well like, but I'm leaving England. I'm not going to Oxford to be taught by that horrible man, and I never, ever want to see any of you again. I turned, swept up my cloak in one hand, lifted my suitcase in the other, and staggered down the steps. Behind me, the door clicked shut. She had not even bothered to say goodbye. Good riddance, I said loudly, hoping the rest of the square was listening. There was a faint pattering, as if of applause from a distant audience. It began to rain. At the underground I squelched, trembling, to a map on the wall to find Heathrow. Being petrified of public transport, 
and hopeless at understanding diagrams, I either take taxis or walk everywhere. The only places I knew how to get to were the National Gallery, Sloane Square, and St Pancras Station. Any deviation from these routes I found as frightening as a medieval mariner venturing into dragon-infested waters. It wasn't that I was incurious, quite the contrary, but I found the whole business of dealing with shop assistants, bus conductors, tourists, or just casual passers-by so intimidating that even walking to the local newsagents was an ordeal which made the soles of my feet perspire. To my relief, the tube was, unlike so much else, accessible to logic, and I was able to collapse onto the hideous tartans of the right train. I examined my reflection in the darkened glass of the window opposite, convinced that I must have undergone some physical change as a result of stress. Distorted, I looked, quite literally, beside myself. Otherwise, I was disappointed to note, my face appeared much the same.